right. From the top. All right, from the top. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of The Book Report presented by The Millions. I am Mike. And I'm Janet. You're going to like the hell out of this episode. You're going to love this. You're going to love it. If you're not reading Kitty Coyle by the end of this episode, I'm going to punch myself in the face. One of the first books that I read in 2015 is called Vivian Apple at the End of the World by Katie Coyle. In this book, there's a, 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 a cult-like religion called the Church of America that has sort of swept the nation. Their beliefs are sort of a combination of like conservative gender roles, fundamental Christianity, and nut jobs. Vivian Apple's parents join the church and become very devoted, very devout Church of Americans. And then on the day that the rapture was predicted, she comes home, her parents have disappeared, and there are two like holes in her parents' bedroom ceiling. Um, and all across the country, um, members of the church have disappeared without a trace. So this kind of sets off like panic in the world because then everybody's like, oh, the guy was right. Like the rapture happened. Yeah. And his prediction had been that the rapture would occur and that, that six months later the world would end. Vivian uh, is an orphan. Um, and teams up with her best friend Harp and their new friend Peter uh, to travel across the country to the Church of America headquarters to try to find answers. There's the religious aspect, there's the road trip aspect, there's the coming of age aspect, and they're all likable. They all work. This is the last, the last place where I put a bookmark oh, at wow. page 55, and then I read the rest of it. The other 200 pages in one sitting. And I stay up oh. until 2 in the morning. Because it's just a delight. It's just a delightful book. The only complaint I have, and I have this about every YA book I ever read, young adult books always have unrealistically wonderful boys as the love interest. I've heard Rainbow Rowell talk about this. Um, because one of the big complaints that she gets about Eleanor and Park is that, like, Park is too perfect. Yeah. And she was like, but I wanted to write a romantic story. I wanted to write a romantic, wonderful story, and so I needed a romantic, wonderful guy. But, I mean, all of John Green's books, all of Rainbow Rowell's books, all of young adult literature is full of these, like, sensitive, good-looking 16-year-old boys who really want to just make you mixtapes. Tossled brown hair, t-shirts. Always tousled hair, yeah. Oh, uh, the tousled hair and young adult literature. None of these guys ever heard of a comb? No. Too busy thinking up cool dates. The two things that like children's and young adult literature really taught me, and I genuinely 100% believed, was that I would have a best friend. Yeah. And that I would have a wonderful boyfriend. And I spent a good deal of my childhood feeling like... A failure because I didn't have a best friend mm -hmm. and always being like well maybe next year maybe in third grade <laughs> let's just talk about me as a middle schooler like when that's I what was I thought in... we were going to be talking about anyway yeah <laughs> when I was in groups of friends of like three or four I was always trying to break them up so that it would just be me and one person yeah and it's because <laughs> literature there's actually, yeah. there's one guy <laughs> that I grew up with who, whoo, so when we were growing up, <laughs> he was 
Um, he was like one of the nerdy, smart kids with me. Yeah. He's like really skinny, he had glasses, he really liked to draw. When we got back from the summer after seventh grade, it was like, whoa! Like, just like in the movies, like his voice changed, he got contacts, he got a haircut. Like, he got really popular. And I always wanted to be like, I have always liked him. Like, you just started liking him this year because he looks great, but I have always liked him. But other than him, other than him, yeah, like, these boys did not, they don't exist. And I don't know. <laughs> well, this is taking a turn. So it's, it's you would recommend this to the Appalachians? Yeah, I would. I think the, the part that impressed me the most was, like, Vivian's struggle with faith because um, even after the rapture, she still doesn't really believe in God, definitely not the mm -hmm. God of the Church of America. And so she's kind of like, do I, you know, like, can I pretend to believe? Like, should I sort of believe because it seems safer? I mean, it's not an anti... This is... Okay, I want to say this. Um, it's not an anti-faith book mm. in the way that, like, Philip Pullman's trilogy is, like, anti-faith. Like, yeah, yeah. even though in this book, um, this religion is sort of the, the villain, um, right. certainly the members of the church are bad guys, um, it's not an anti-faith book. And, uh, yeah, she it's really interesting. It shows, like, the different shades of personal religious belief in a really great way. Um, go Katie. They're too busy waiting for marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Comb the damn hair.